I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today are three guests representing Market Street Music, Variant 6, and Pixis Piano Quartet. Uh, representing Market Street Music is the president, David Shalott. Welcome, David. Thanks, Paul. How are you? Good. Let's start with you, and then we'll turn to our guest, Jimmy Reese, with uh, the Variant 6, and uh, Hiroko uh, Yamazaki with the... Pixis Piano Quartet. But David, let's start with Market Street Music, since you are sort of the umbrella of these concerts that are coming up. I'm an umbrella now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about Market Street Music. You've been here on the show before, but for our listeners who aren't as familiar. Right. Market Street Music is about 10 years old right now. And uh, concert-wise, we do um, usually 26 concerts per season. 20 of those are Thursday noontime concerts. Clearly, they're on Thursdays half-hour kind of sampler concerts, and those are free to the public. And we also have uh, usually six weekend concerts, full-length concerts, and we're here to talk about two of those that are happening in February this year. Now, uh, just uh, before we, we jump to Jimmy, um, talk a little bit about how you curate this. How do you find the, the groups that you schedule into the program? Well, I kind of have my finger on the pulse of what's going on musically in the area and so i i'm aware of what's happening and frankly a lot of people contact me to see whether they can perform in our series and uh depending on what we need and who they are i say yes or say no but it's actually quite easy to fill up those 26 slots every season it's Mm -hmm. quite easy well, let's turn to Jimmy. Jimmy Reese, who is the managing director and one of the tenor vocalists in Variant 6. You've got a concert coming up on February 1st, which is uh, at 7.30 uh, p.m. at First and Central in Wilmington. Tell us a little bit about the group, the, the vocal sextet. Sure. Uh, this is our second time back to Market Street Music, and we are very grateful to David for having us back. We love coming down to Wilmington. Um, we are a vocal ensemble, a sextet based in Philadelphia. Uh, this is our fifth season, and our work includes uh, concertizing in Philadelphia and throughout the United States. Uh, we commission new works for vocal sextet, and we do a lot of education work. Uh, in the Philly area and beyond. So we're back uh, on Saturday, February 1st at 7.30 p.m. to perform a program of uh, entirely 21st century a cappella vocal music. Actually, I lied. There's one piece from 1998 <laughs> on there, uh, but we're going to count it. <laughs> um, and that program also includes two world premieres, uh, one by a composer from the Twin Cities named Joanne Metcalf and the other by a Norwegian composer named Klaus Sandvik. So all six of you are based in Philadelphia? Uh, five of us are based in Philadelphia. Our mezzo-soprano is based in New York, although we are all trying to convince her to move down. <laughs> now, what brought you all together? How did you all get involved in Variant 6? Yeah, we uh, all knew each other from various other uh, performing ensembles in Philadelphia. Among them is a, a new music choir called The Crossing. Um, so we sang together in that group, but we saw that there was... Uh, an, an opportunity in Philadelphia for um, high-level virtuosic one-person-per-part singing, uh, sort of the vocal equivalent of a of a string quartet or a piano trio or something like that. Um, and we didn't see that happening in Philadelphia, and we thought that we might be the right people to do it. So as as you come together, where, where are all of the singers from originally? Do you did you know each other from college, or how how did you? 
find out about each other? No. Uh, so Ellie, Ellie Sutherland, the mezzo-soprano, sh- uh, she and I knew each other from Northwestern University uh, a couple of years ago, but uh, the rest of us just met um, in other professional contexts. So uh, we're uh, from a, a, a pretty wide area. Um, I'm from the Philadelphia area as our uh Two of our other members, um, but we have members from Milwaukee and Ohio, uh, mm-hmm. but we all kind of eventually gravitated around Philly. So your repertoire for this upcoming concert on February 1st is all very contemporary. Music. Yes. Very. What, what's the range of your repertoire in general? Uh, so we, we uh, focus mostly specifically on contemporary repertoire and, and more and more so um, as our group continues to grow. Um, the Another aspect of our work, though, is performing um, in collaboration with early music ensembles. So that can include like a large Baroque masterwork like Messiah or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, we have plans in the works next year to collaborate with a, a Baroque orchestra from Louisville, Kentucky uh, on, a, on a huge oratorio by Handel. Um, but uh, it, when we performed just as variant six in in our sextet acapella setting. Uh, we largely focus on new music. So when you do a handle oratorio, you augment your six singers with we a do. few others. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of depends from project to project. We can have different needs, and and our name is Variant Six. Um, but we have we've slightly come to regret putting a number in our name mm-hmm. uh, over the past couple of years because uh, you know. As so often happens, uh, you do a project that requires eight or only requires four or five voices, and inevitably, an audience member will come up to us afterwards and say, I noticed you only had five people up there, <laughs> but your name is Variant Six. Where's the sixth person? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, for the new music that we commission um, and, and the two pieces that we're performing at Market Street Music, um, our, our, I think our, our fourth and fifth commissions that we've done as an ensemble, uh, those, those are for our six-voice configuration. Mm-hmm. Now, for a group of five or six singers, what goes into the preparation for a concert like this coming up? Yeah, so we, uh, the way we rehearse uh, and the way that we program, the way that we do all of our artistic work is entirely democratically. So there, there's no artistic director, there's no music director, um, the six of us or whatever configuration we're in for that project uh, have equal say. Um, and uh, maybe Hiroko can talk about that. That can sometimes be a very inefficient process because the six of us are definitely very opinionated people uh, and we and we like to have our voices heard so we have very robust conversations in rehearsal very often and and it can take a long time to come to consensus uh, consensus on things but uh, we really do think that that process um, ultimately distills uh, a, a really rich product now I, I'm curious as a choral group without a conductor mm-hmm. I, I imagine uh, the the process of learning refining honing the musical piece is different than a choral group that has a director who is listening so uh, how does that work with a group where all of you are singing mm-hmm. but also having to listen do you, do you record yourselves and then listen, or how, how does that work? I'm, I'm curious as a singer myself. No, it's just a slightly different way of using your ears. Um, so, so when you sing in a choir and there's a conductor standing in front of you, um, it 
uh, you're using your ear in a, in a particular way to sort of blend with the people around you mm-hmm. and to create a, 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 a unified sound that um, is filtered through the conductor's uh, perception of the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you take the conductor away, as we do, and perform in a chamber music setting, um, you're simultaneously functioning as the performer and also as the conductor. And so there needs to be um, a sort of unified sense between all six of us about what we're trying to achieve in a given piece of music and understanding about what what the music might be trying to say. Um, And then as we're rehearsing or as we're performing, there needs to be... um, a sense of trust between the six of us um, and a sense of, of give and take Mm -hmm. um, as the music is going on so that um, you can both be focusing really intensely on your own part, but keeping an ear out for what's happening around you to say, um, you know, like, I I feel like maybe that, that interval between us wasn't quite right. Or I feel like the color that we're creating here isn't exactly, uh, what we're after. Um, and so that way you're sort of monitoring yourself and everyone else around Mm -hmm. you. Um, and it becomes a very sort of organic give and take between all six of us. Okay. Back, back to the actual program coming up on February 1st. I seem to recall you said something about two commissioned works. Mm -hmm. Are they, will these be premieres of those two commissioned works? They are. Yeah. And who are the composers? Uh, the first composer is named Joanne Metcalf. She lives mm-hmm. uh, in the Twin Cities. Her work um, is is the title of it. I'm going to pull it up because it's it's long and I'm not going to get it right. <laughs> it's The Seas Wash in the Hollow of Your Heart, um, which is also the title of the poem that it sets, which is a poem by Denise Levertov. Um, we've performed Joanne's music a lot in the past. Actually, last time we were in Wilmington, we performed... Um, a piece of hers. Uh, she's written music for groups like the Hilliard Ensemble um, and Singapore, and her music tends to draw a lot on uh, medieval influence. Mm-hmm. And Joanne has this really amazing way of writing music that sort of feels removed from um, from any any time. It sort of feels timeless, and it's very can be very sparse, can be very um, sort of esoteric sounding, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's very beautiful. It creates a, just a very moving space uh, mm-hmm. to to live in as a listener. Um, and so the work that she wrote for us uh, is about seven minutes long, um, and it, it it it's a long uh, setting of this poem by Denise mm-hmm. Levertov. Uh, the other work that we're premiering. Um, is called An American Fairy Tale. It's by a Norwegian composer uh, named Klaus Sandvik, um, who is sort of fascinated by um, American folklore and uh, generated a text drawing from a number of different um, uh, folklore traditions. Um, and the way Klaus's music often works is that it, he has a central text that he will abstract throughout the course of a piece. Um, and so we're very excited to give the premiere of both of these works. Uh, and we're excited that the Wilmington audience is going to be among the first to hear them. Well, sounds really exciting. I'd, I'd like to turn now to uh, uh, Hiroko Yamazaki. But first, let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests in the studio today are David Shalott representing Market Street Music. Jimmy Reese representing Variant 6 with a concert coming up on February 1st at First and Central Presbyterian in Wilmington. And our third guest is Hiroko Yamazaki, the pianist for the Pixis Piano Quartet, 
Uh, and um, Hiroko, before we start with you, I just want to give David an opportunity uh, quickly to mention where people can find out more information about your concert series and how to get tickets and all that sort of thing. Thanks, Paul. You can find lots of information on our website, which is marketstreetmusicde.org. And you go there and you'll see what what's being performed on the program, what other things are coming up, how you can buy tickets. You can get them right there. And if you buy them online there, it's cheaper than if you buy them at the door. So buy them online. And having attended concerts there, I can say First and Central Presbyterian is a beautiful setting. Acoustically, it is magnificent. It's just a wonderful place to hear this kind of music being performed. It is a really nice room for music. Uh, music sounds terrific in there. There is a certain... Uh, some rooms are just... <clears throat> just kind of honest and plain mm -hmm. this room kind of adds its own bit of sparkle and personality mm -hmm. to the music that's being performed mm -hmm. so it really colors the music in a very beautiful way well let's turn now to one of your other festival concerts coming up on february 9th if i have the date right at 3 p.m and that is uh the pixis piano quartet and uh hiroko yamazaki tell us a little bit about the piano quartet how it got started who your current uh musicians are hello um, so we started back in 2009. We celebrated our 10th year last year, so um, obviously this is our 11th year together. Um, we started with Meredith Amato on violin, Amy Leonard, uh, viola, Gia Jin, cello, and me uh, playing the piano. Um, and, um, and currently, Luigi Mazzocchi is our violinist. The three string players are um, musicians of the Delaware Symphony Orchestra, amongst other places. Um, and we're very lucky to be um, one of the the groups that David asks us to to join on his um, wonderful roster of musicians every year for Market Street Music. I personally love playing at First and Central. It's it's a place I've been playing for gosh over twenty some years when I was what two years old. Um, <laughs> um, I was three. Yes, yes, you were, and that's how long we've known each other for. <laughs> Um, not only is it a beautiful space uh, that David had just described, but um, they also house a wonderful instrument. It's a Steinway um, grand piano, and it's, it's a joy for me to play there. Mm -hmm. So um, we consider ourselves really, really fortunate. Now, talk a little bit about the range of repertoire for piano quartet. Oh, gosh. Well, um, the, the piano quartet repertoire really didn't come into play until really the Mozart piano quartet so mm -hmm. he wrote two um before that i mean they were there are some pieces that we have played on our program like our last concert we played um johann christian bach's piano quartet um you know that was a little before mozart but um because the most uh, because the piano wasn't uh an instrument that was what we know of today mm -hmm. um the, the repertoire itself really didn't come into play until... Right. Until, uh, the repertoire prior to that would have been harpsichord, those kinds yeah, of keyboard. Or, yeah, or... Right, or they were continuo parts. Right, continuo, right. Yeah. Yeah. So so the musicians, you uh, it sounds like you're all local. Uh, now, as uh, instrumentalists, I'm assuming you participate in other musical groups. Uh, you mentioned the, the Delaware Symphony members. Right. Uh, talk a little bit about the uh, pulling these musicians together in what must be complex scheduling. <laughs> I laugh because it's very complicated, and, and I know James understands this too. I think we all um, 
I th- I think we're all in the same boat. Um, yeah, it it is really difficult. Um, Gia Jen also plays with the Copeland String Quartet, mm-hmm. which is another local uh, wonderful string quartet. Um, Amy plays with Relash, which is a, a modern um, group based in Philly. Uh, Luigi plays with almost everyone in Philadelphia. So, I think um, I just saw him last night yes. with the Seraphin yeah, Ensemble, right, did I right. not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had a special concert honoring um, Dr. Stegman. So, yeah. um, yes, uh, he's extremely busy as well. And so, um, yeah, scheduling rehearsals, scheduling concerts is one of the biggest challenges that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, <laughs> we've been able to to iron things out. But yeah, it, it's it's it is a challenge. Now, talk about the uh, repertoire you're going to be presenting on February 9th. So on February 9th, we're uh, we're celebrating Beethoven's 250th birth year. Birth year. Um, so our program is centered around basically Beethoven. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the piece that we're starting with is the Shostakovich Viola Sonata. The third movement, because it, um, he modeled it after the Moonlight Sonata mm. that was composed by uh, Beethoven. Um, and then we are playing a piece by Pedro Tinturer, who is a lesser-known composer from, um, who is c- from Catalan. Um, he studied piano with Liszt in, in Paris, and he, he didn't compose a lot because he, he taught 16 hours a day. <laughs> so um, we, we, don't, we don't have a lot of music from him, but um, it's a charming little piece called Souvenir de Beethoven. So it's a little mm. homage to, to Beethoven. And then the second half, we're starting with um, a duo by, by Beethoven uh, for violin and cello. And then we're finishing our program with a piano quartet that was originally written as a woodwind quintet. So um, oboe, clarinet horn, bassoon, piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and he later transcribed it as a piano quartet in order to um, sell the piece more, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently. Now, I asked Jimmy this question. I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, the rehearsal process. Yes. With four musicians together, instrumentalists, uh, coming together with different instruments, uh, but no one listening. Sure. Yeah. Uh, talk about the rehearsal process. Well, I was listening to James and thinking this is, you know, it's so interesting to listen to, well, it was really interesting to hear you talk, <laughs> um, but it was interesting to listen to his process, um, to, to um, the way he described their rehearsal process, because that's exactly what we're, what we are having to do. Um, and I think that's what we all have to do when, especially when you have groups with, um, without a music director in the front, mm-hmm. without a conductor, we, we really just have to listen really, really extremely closely. And um, our biggest challenge is is the fact that we don't all have, we're, we're not all playing uh, string instruments, right? We're, uh, so it's not just the intonation between the, str- the string instruments, but also with, with the piano. And um, the piano that we rehearse on is not necessarily the piano that we're going to be playing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for the performance. So yeah, we, we do take all those things into consideration when, mm-hmm. when we rehearse. Now, let me ask you this, because I've, I ask instrumentalists this question at, at times. Playing in a four-piece ensemble mm-hmm. as opposed to playing in a full orchestra, yeah. what are the different considerations the musician has in mind? Is there a different technique, a different way of listening, uh, a so I, I would imagine more responsibility because you're the only one on your part. But. Right. But as a pianist, I'm always 
<laughs> right, yeah, you, right, for you, for you, right, right. So, um, um, I would, well, I think for the string players, they have to make sure that they're just their section, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they're playing as, mm-hmm. as one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me ask you this. As, well, it, it, I mean, oh, just go jump ahead. in go and ahead, say, it's, I would think it's kind of like the difference between singing in a vocal ensemble of six singers and a choral ensemble right. where there might be six on your part. Right. So you have to listen in a different way. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's more emphasis uh, when you're playing or, playing or singing in a larger ensemble on blend within right. your part or your section. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Um, now, uh, l- let me ask you this. As, as a musician in a variety of different organizations, um, how do you balance? How do you balance that? I mean, how do you how do you schedule yourself? And and Jimmy, this question could go to you too. I mean, you know, your this particular ensemble that either one of you is involved in is not the only thing that you do. No, we also teach. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us teach. Um, you know, we we well, I teach five or six days a week. Mm-hmm. So it's it's balancing that, and I think we all have to. I mean, teaching or or you know, whether it's not even a musical thing that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to practice your own parts. It's not just right. about, you know, getting together and rehearsing, but you also have to spend the time learning your own parts mm-hmm. before you get mm-hmm. together. So there's a lot of time involved for that. Um, we also have families and other non-musical mm-hmm. issues, you mm-hmm. know, so... Well, I, I would love to have you chime in, Jimmy, but I see we're running out of time. So uh, with that, I just want to encourage our listeners to check out MarketStreetMusicDE.org uh, to learn more about uh, the whole season, but in particular these two festival concerts coming up, Variant 6 on February 1st and the Pixis Piano Quartet on February 9th. Thank you so much for joining us today, David, Jimmy, and Hiroko. Thank you. Thank you.